0: If you've ever felt guilty about eating while watching TV, this episode is for you. I am chatting with Larissa from the Eating Gilmore blog. Larissa is a home cook who, by her own admission, is obsessed with Gilmore Girls. This obsession led to a project where she cooks her way through the entire series, one episode at a time, And she takes us along with her by sharing the recipes she prepares on her blog, Eating Gilmore. While I wouldn't recommend eating dinner in front of the TV every night, I think it is a fun way to explore food, fun, and conversation with your family about history, culture, and a lot more. I just know you'll love this episode as much as we all love Gilmore Girls.
1: Welcome to a healthy bite. You're one nibble closer to a more satisfying way of life a healthier you, and bite-sized bits of healthy motivation. Now let's dig in on the dish with Rebecca Huff.
0: So tell me a little bit about yourself so that people can get an idea of who you are from you.
1: Yeah, so I'm Larissa. I am the person behind the Instagram and blog called Eating Gilmore, and essentially the project is where I recreate a dish or drink of some sort that is inspired by every single episode of my favorite TV show, which is Gilmore Girls.
0: That is so cool that you had the idea to do that because I think it's interesting when you watch a TV show or sometimes even a movie, but I feel like it's more with TV shows and they're eating something. It always makes you want to eat too.
1: Yes, I'm always
0: hungry when I'm watching this show. (laughs) Because they eat all the time. And I got my coffee because I'm like, okay, we're going to be talking about Rory and Lorelai. So I know there's going to be coffee involved. (laughs) So I have to have my coffee.
1: Perfect.
0: Yeah. So obviously you loved Gilmore Girls. It's your favorite show, you said. So were you already really into cooking before you started this adventure with your blog and Instagram?
1: Yeah. So I've kind of been cooking my whole life. It was something my mom kind of taught me a little bit when I was little. And she bought me a couple of um, children's cookbooks that kind of teach kids the basics, you know, knife safety, things like that. And I really enjoyed them. And so that kind of started when I was fairly young. And then when I was on my own in college, I kind of started you know, diving into that a little bit more. I had my own kitchen, my own space, things like that. And I think that was right around when Pinterest was starting to become really popular. So, you know, there were so many recipes just like at your fingertips that I got really more into cooking then. And I also kind of started collecting cookbooks. That's something that my late aunt always did. And so kind of got me into enjoying reading through those, learning different recipes, techniques, and things like that. I've never been professionally trained or anything, but it's always just kind of been a a hobby that I've enjoyed.
0: So you do love cookbooks and you collect them? (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. I I wondered because like there's, there's People, I feel like maybe they fall on either side and maybe some people that fall in the middle, but I also am a cookbook collector and I have way too many cookbooks, I guess some people would say, but yeah, they're everywhere. So I was curious if you had a love of cookbooks. So it's cool to find out that you also love collecting them. Do you have a favorite?
1: I don't think I have a favorite, but something that I started a few years ago when I go on any sort of big trip, I try to find a cookbook from that country or that city. And so that's kind of been a fun travel tradition that I've done. I it's like picking a favorite child. I don't know if I could pick a favorite cook because I have a lot that are really special. Like I found Have you seen Julia and Julia about Julia Child? I, I found love that cookbook that they kind of make in that movie. I found it at this little bookshop in Paris, so that was really special. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just a few different like, memories of actually finding those cookbooks. But yeah, I don't think I have a favorite one.
0: Oh, that's cool. I I do have a favorite. My favorite cookbook author is Christopher Kimball and I love oh, yeah. his like Milk Street cookbooks and I also was on a trip when I found that First, one of his cookbooks, I was in Orlando at a Taekwondo tournament and I found that book and I bought it. And then I was obsessed with his cookbooks ever since then. But I I love that you mentioned Julie and Julia because it just... It reaffirms that connection between like entertainment and food. And sometimes I used to feel a little guilty for eating food in front of the TV because they say, oh, you know, you should sit at, have a proper, you know, family dinner and all this, but, you know, I've realized, and I did uh, another podcast interview with a family dinner project and she said, you know, whatever bonds your family. That's okay. And so for us, it's been kind of cool to, you know, watch Gilmore girls and prepare a food that they are also eating. And the whole thing has been super bonding for us because like, we'll, we'll like, okay, let's go check eating Gilmore and see (laughs) what the food is for the next episode. yeah, And then we're like, oh, okay. It's chocolate milkshakes. So (laughs) okay, tomorrow night, we're going to watch that episode and we're going to make her recipe. And so then we get everything ready and we start watching the episode and then we have, you know, our meal and we're eating with them and the whole experience is really bonding. So I stopped feeling bad about that. And now I feel like I'm doing one step above the family dinner. It's even more bonding when you cook and eat together, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think too what's even what's really special just about Gilmore Girls, I think any show that you can relate to your friends or family members is in the same way. But I think for a lot of people, especially mothers and daughters, if they're able to bond through that show, I think it's really special because you can see yourself in the characters. And that's one of the big reasons that I love the show so much is that it doesn't matter what generation you're in, you know, every there's someone in it for everyone you know teenagers adults grandmothers you know everyone can kind of relate to a storyline so that's what I think it's really special it's really sweet and touching that you and your daughters cook my food together with the show it kind of makes it fun and interactive right like oh they're having their milkshakes I'm having mine so that sounds really fun
0: Yeah, it is. It's actually on several levels, because I think you had a nacho, was it barbecue chicken? Dr. Oh my gosh, those
1: are some of my favorites that I've made. Those are so good.
0: And then you have a macaroni and cheese. But yeah, we've done a few and it's it's so I feel like it's just so many levels of connection because, you know, we yeah. have the show and we're cooking together and then we're sitting together watching it. And then we're like, oh, oh I want to tell Larissa that I made this and it was so good. <laughs> so I'm like, now I'm connected to you and then I've shared it with other people and now they're doing it. And it's just like this network of really a- cool way to bond over something that's just you know fun entertainment so that's kind of cool I mentioned a couple of our favorite of your recipes and clearly we haven't been through all of them (laughs) and you're a little bit further ahead in the series than we are but what's your favorite like episode that you've seen so far and what's your favorite dish that you've paired
1: yeah, so I kind of have two answers for this. One is kind of my solid, it's what I'm most proud of. I and mean, that's the pretzel basket from season two with the bit of basket episode. And it all kind of happened by chance. That's one that somehow I got right on the very first try. I'm still so floored by that to this day because I was like, there's no way this is going to work. But for those who don't know, I made a picnic basket all out of pretzel, which was a feat of engineering, I didn't know that I I had. And in terms of flavor, this does change depending on the day. Usually I say the chocolate amaretto mousse cake that Suki makes. Hmm. In season three, I believe sometimes it, bl- it starts blending together. That one was really, really good. Yeah. So those are kind of my top two right now. But if you were to ask me tomorrow, that could change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the pretzel basket, it's like you could be on the Great British Baking Show or whatever. <laughs> They're always making things, you know, yeah, architecture. Yeah, that,
1: that one took all day though. I, I did. I actually went to London recently and we did. They have like an interactive like British Bake Off experience where you get to like bake in the tent and everything. It's not the same one that they use on the show, but they, it models it. And it was so stressful because I'm not used to having like a time constraint. I like taking my time. I'm very slow and I like frost my cakes. And so it was actually really stressful. So I have a lot of praise for people who go on that show or really any cooking competition show because it's really hard
0: (laughs) and I have I mean I'm impressed by your recipe development skills because you know it's not really I mean cooking is one thing and I think a lot of people can follow a recipe and prepare a dish but creating a recipe yeah you know developing a recipe that Matches something that you've just seen in a TV show. Now, that takes a little bit more of a skill set. And obviously, you have to be a little bit more of an experienced cook to pull that off. I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot of times, you know, back when I first started cooking, I wouldn't be able to look at a dish and figure out how to prepare it. Now, after what 32 33 years of cooking, I could do that. But I think that takes a lot of skill and it's very impressive, the just sheer number of recipes that you've <laughs> created just yeah. from watching a show. So that, I just think that's an amazing thing that you've done. How has doing this project, how has this kind of opened up your worldview? Has it changed your perspective of things? Has it? I, I mean, obviously it would have to have expanded your community just from your Instagram following.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely made me just appreciate the process of cooking a lot more. And I will be honest, like there's some days where I get kind of over the project just because I have been doing it for so long. And it does take up quite a bit of my life. And I don't want to sound like ungrateful because I still really enjoy it. And it's a lot of fun. But there are a few days where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to like, Make this, and you know, it's with a full time job on top of it. Like, that's what I do mostly on the weekends. So, if I want to, you know, get together with friends, I'm like, okay, well, I also have to make this dish and test it out and everything. But I think, in terms of just with when I put it that out of my head of like, Oh, this is another thing I have to do. But if I go back to why did I start this? Because I enjoy cooking and I love Gilmore Girls. And it's fun again, I really have this appreciation for just the process of cooking, like you can take all these random ingredients and put them together to create a beautiful dish or a really great dessert. And at the end of the day, like, yes, if eating keeps us alive, but there's ways to make it, you know, enjoyable too. outside of just you're doing this because you have to, if that makes sense.
0: I like that answer. And it made me think of something else. I just am curious, Have does it feel like there's a bit of pressure to get to the next thing? Because now you have this following and maybe people are like getting ahead and they're like, well, when are you going to do <laughs> Do you feel a little pressure there?
1: Sometimes I decided
0: to do that
1: cooking challenge in the fall. So that was eight weeks. And I had a lot of fun getting to see one's creations for each of the different themes every week. And I really enjoyed that. But I know some people were like ready for me to get back into episode by episode and I got a lot of dms like when are you doing the episode polls and stuff because for those who don't know on my stories every week when I do an each episode we do fashion polls episode polls all of that and people really love them but they were very eager (laughs) to get back to that so that was like and then so I'll share a dish and they're like oh well you should make this and you should make this and I'm like Now I'm, you know, a lot closer, but this would be back in season two or three. And I'm like, I'm nowhere near that season. Like I go in order. Mm -hmm. And I think some people thought I just kind of bounce around. So yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, if this is what I want to make, but I don't know if this is what everyone wants to see. Not too bad in terms of pressure. I think I've been able to stay on top of it and still enjoy it for the most part. I mean, like I said, there's always a day or two where I'm like, oh,
0: do this again.
1: But <laughs> overall, I'm still really, really having fun with it.
0: Have you found any episodes where they don't eat or mention food?
1: I'm running up to that. Actually, In one of my episodes in season six that i'm fastly approaching to still don't know what i'm making yet for the most part i have everything mapped out i don't know what i'm doing yet for that one so i'm a little nervous there have been just a couple i think the one that always stands out to me is in season three it's called lorelei out of water it's when she and alex go fishing and a lot of people thought i was going to make fish for that episode but they (laughs) keep the fish that she caught so I was like, that just doesn't feel right to to cook the fish when she didn't want to eat it. So I made like a coffee cocktail because they do go on like a coffee date together. So that was kind of my, I guess, one pass out. I'm like, oh, I could always do something with coffee (laughs) if I can't find anything else. But I haven't really struggled too much yet with that.
0: Right, because they eat so much. All the time. Yeah, so I I don't think I've ever seen an episode where they don't eat something. So I haven't got yeah. to seasons. we're not at six, season six. And I'd say the first time I watched it, I wasn't really thinking that way. But now that I found your website, now I'm like anticipating, oh, what are they gonna be eating now?
1: Yeah, and then whether even if they don't actually show them eating, they're always talking about, talking about it. Too, so <laughs> Yeah, I, it, it honestly has not been a challenge. Most of the time, I have a problem of I can't decide what I want to make because I have so many options.
0: Right. Yeah. This
1: time, I'm like, oh, I don't know. So we'll see when I get there.
0: Especially when they go over to her parents to eat. Mm-hmm. Some of those dishes are like, wow, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't made too many from the Gilmore Mansion because... Yeah, there's the one that eat like sweet brain or sweetbread, and Lorelai's, What's that? And Emily tells her that it's pancreas. And I was like, Nope, nope. absolutely not, <laughs> not touching that with a 10 foot pole.
0: Plus, she has, I think, a, a cook there, right? Cooking those meals <laughs> for them, so yeah, exactly. it's not like Emily actually prepared that dish, no, but moving on. So you have grown just an amazing community and a very engaged and active community on Instagram. What else do you feel like has opened up for you as a result of your experience with cooking and developing recipes?
1: Yeah, I would say just, you know, I've connected with a lot of Gilmore Girls fans, but also just other chefs and home cooks on Instagram as well, which has been really fun. Mm -hmm. I, so I started this project inspired by a another content creator. His name is Brad. I talk about him any chance I get because he's so talented. And he's currently cooking his way through the Harry Potter books. And when I was in London, we actually got to meet in person which because that's where he lives. So that was really special. We haven't officially, but we do have a possible project to do together sometime in the far future. Um, We did brainstorm some ideas. So if that does get to happen, I'm very much looking forward to that.
0: I did see where you went to London and you you guys met up. And so you were able to brainstorm. That's really cool. Well, I'll be definitely watching (laughs) because I actually started following him after you mentioned, because I love the the idea of pairing what you're watching with. And we do that with Korean dramas a lot. People are probably tired of hearing me talk about this, but yeah, you know, with, if you're familiar with Korean dramas, you know, they're always eating. Gimbap or black bean noodles or yeah. something tasty. And it looks
1: so good.
0: <laughs> it does, and so for the last I don't know, we probably started watching Korean dramas back in 2012. So we've been watching them for a decade, wow. and I've learned to cook so many Korean dishes as a result of being fascinated and
1: yeah, having my awesome. appetite.
0: <laughs> You know, like stimulated by watching Korean food. And then I found a cookbook that pairs Bollywood movies with Indian food. It's by an author who's Indian American, and he created a lot of these pairings. And it reminds me a lot of what you do. So is there a cookbook in your future?
1: Uh, People ask me that. I mean, I never want to say no, but I don't know. I think it would be hard to go through that process. I know there's already Gilmore Girls cookbooks out there. There's a really great chef, Christy. So she's made three now, I believe. And then they also, the WB recently came out with like an official one for the show. I don't, I'm sure there's still room for more, but I feel like that market's kind of already Been saturated, but with our possible future project, maybe that is an untapped market. But
0: we'll see. Ooh, (laughs) exciting! I can't wait to find out what it is.
1: (laughs) I do post all of my recipes on my
0: website, which is
1: eatinggilmore.com. I used to be really good about also writing on my thoughts about every episode when I was covering it. That was when I started this during the pandemic. And so I had a lot more free time. And so that's kind of one thing that I haven't done in a, a few seasons. And I do miss it sometimes because, you know, I feel like you, there's some people that love the show. You could talk about it forever. But then there was times where I'm like, I don't feel like my opinion is offering anything new that hasn't already been said. So it was just kind of getting hard to be like, well, I didn't like when Rory did this. And I think Lorelai made a mistake here, but (laughs) I don't know, maybe I'll go back and add more of that back in because I did like it sometimes.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you have a lot of brands reaching out to you just because of your Instagram
1: yeah yeah and that's another been another fun little opportunity just like getting to learn about other brands and opportunities one of my favorites that I just did this alcohol company sent me this like uh, chocolate chip cookie look here and I was a little hesitant that it wouldn't but it it doesn't taste like overly sweet like some of those like dessert alcohols are really Mm -hmm. sweet Mm -hmm. This one, like honestly, this is my own opinion. It was so good, even on its own. Like, you could drink it straight. But what is it? Yeah, it's from Drink Bake Sale. You can order it through their TikTok or their Instagram. They have a link in their bio. But yeah, it's a liqueur that tastes like a chocolate chip cookie. You can drink it straight. I have a recipe for a adult milk and cookies a la recipe mm-hmm. uh, on my Instagram and TikTok. It's not on my blog. I just did it for real. But so yeah, you can drink it by itself, mix it, but it's honestly really, really good.
0: <laughs> That's so cool. So did you, when you started doing this and you started sharing this stuff on Instagram, I mean, it just grew organically. You weren't really trying to gain a following. No,
1: and I will say this in true, total honesty, I'm still surprised at the following that I have. (laughs) Every day I'm like, this isn't real. Yeah, I didn't do any sort of like, approach, any targeting, all of those things that they say, oh, this is what works. I just did this project. And I think what makes it has made it so successful is the love of Gilmore Girls. It's a show that so many people really and truly love and it's kind of stood the test of time right like it's a little bit of a time capsule of the early 2000s but I think that people can still connect to it today and new people are discovering it on Netflix all the time and so I think finding that I don't want to say like oh I found my niche or whatever but I I do feel like that niche of Gilmore Girls really definitely helped
0: Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, because of being the Gilmore Girls and how popular it is, people would come. And then like, as soon as they see your amazing cooking, they're like, oh, yeah, (laughs) definitely following her. But yeah, I think that could happen with other genres. Like I did a cookie my daughter had a Brewster cookie cutter and she wanted like from animal crossing, she wanted some Brewster yeah. cookies. So we did that. I love that. <laughs> the I just made a YouTube short and it was like, like, you know, people watching it and I was like, Oh yeah, of course. Animal crossing because people yeah. love animal Crossing. It has nothing to do with my cookie making skills because I don't bake that much. And it was just a simple sugar cookie, but yeah, it's because it was animal crossing. So that does like give you like a little boost because it's a popular show.
1: Yeah, kind of blending our two conversations together. I actually made my island Gilmore
0: Girls. Be- oh, did you really? Yeah. Uh, my daughters and I tell them that they're just going to be we need to live in Knoxville so we can hang out. That's so
1: because- funny. I do have family there, so maybe I'll come visit. Well, if you ever
0: something. do, yeah, text me so we can hang out. My daughter all like Animal Crossing. They all like Gilmore Girls, and they all love food. So Perfect. we would have so much fun together. Yes. Yeah. Well, this has been so much fun talking to you. I knew I was going to just love you because I love your Instagram. And of course we have so many things in common from cookbooks to our love of entertainment. So it's just been so much fun to talk to you and I hope we can stay in touch. If you're listening, find Larissa on her Instagram. It's just eating Gilmore, right? Yes. Okay. So, and then your website
1: is eatinggilmar.com. So the same Super thing, just, simple. yep. <laughs> Super and it easy. does
0: have two G's. It's
1: eating the and then Gilmore. Yes.
0: yes right. No. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Larissa. It's been so much fun talking to you. Thanks, Rebecca. This has been a
1: lot, a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me here.
0: Thanks for listening. Please write and review so other
1: people can learn about this podcast. Find out more about sleep, hygiene, eating healthy, tasty recipes, zero-waste lifestyle, and lots more on ThatOrganicMom.com. Help us spread the word, be blessed, and stay healthy.